Welcome to the Roots Report podcast, presented by Motif Magazine, sponsored by The Parlor, R1 Entertainment, and the Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden. Okie dokie, folks. I am your host, John Fusick. Today we have Chaz Palminteri. Palminteri is an actor, playwright, and filmmaker. Chaz will be starring in his one-man show, A Bronx Tale, at the Stadium Theater in Woonsocket on March 12th. Let's get to Chaz. I'm really looking forward to doing Rhode Island. I don't think I've ever did Rhode Island. I'm not sure if, uh, <clears throat> if, no, I don't if think you so. have. My parents have seen your The Bronx Tale quite a few times. They've seen the one-man show? Yes, my father. I think they've seen it like, four or five times. Oh, great. Oh, my gosh, great. Yes, yeah, my father loves it. My father absolutely loves it. He's he's a big fan of, the, of yours. Yeah, well, thanks. Did you ever see it? I have not seen the show on... I have not seen the uh, the stage show yet, no. Yeah, well, you have to see it. I hope you're coming. I, I hope I can, too. It's the Stadium Moon Socket, which is actually a very cool uh, theater. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've seen quite a few shows there. It's actually a very very cool place well if you've seen the movie i don't know if you saw the musical which was great too the one man show is the best of all of them so this is what yeah. it is it's the one man show it's not the musical no this is the one man show this is the original show that robert de niro saw that everybody started offering me millions of dollars but i wouldn't sell it because they wanted to put a star in the role and finally de niro saw it and said, you should play Sonny, I'll play your father, you write the screenplay and I'll direct it. And that's how it happened. So that's how you hooked up with De Niro, he just, he saw it and you had never he met him before. He came to see it. I never met him, no, he just came to see it. Well, everybody wanted it, the whole, at that time in 1989, everybody in Hollywood and the world wanted it. And they were offering me millions, seriously. Wow. It's close to two million dollars. I had 200 dollars in the bank at the time. <laughs> and, well, uh, it's integrity. Well, it was just like, hey, man, you know, they kept raising the price. And I said, I- I'm doing this. I'm playing Sonny and I'm going to write it because it's my life. I don't want anybody else to touch it. You know, Well, you did a good job. I mean, whoever cast it, the the guy who played you at 17 years old looked like yeah. De Niro's son. Oh, God, you look more like De Niro's son than his real father. I, I, right? I know. I was I kept I watched the end of the credits and I was like, I was just wondering if this was De Niro's son. And it I wasn't. Know, it looked just, it looked like just like him. Yeah. So you play yeah. how many roles in this in this stage play? Eighteen. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. Of... You'll see. You'll see when I do it. I do the movie on. I do literally do the film on stage. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's the narrative version though, right? Or it... not really. It's the, I, I act out all the scenes. Oh, okay. There's a lot of char- yeah. a lot of characters in there. Yeah. So in addition to the, uh, you know, you actually saw Sonny kill a guy in yeah. a parking spot. Did. Do you have four friends that actually died? Yeah. Wow, that's tragic. I I wasn't in the car. What happened was, I mean, I could tell you honestly. What happened was, they told me I was going to get in, and then when I said, where'd you get it? They said, we borrowed it. I knew they robbed it. I didn't want to hurt my parents, so I I stepped out. So it wasn't wasn't Sonny who actually saved you? No, no. I I put that in. I thought it would... I thought it would uh, make the plot plot better. Well, yeah, you know? it, I mean, certain yeah, you do make artistic yeah. changes for things that. Yes. So right. when I was watching that, it was like you had two fathers growing up almost. Yes, in a way. I mean, I had my father was my father, but I was very influenced by him, the other guy. So, right. Yes. Was there really that uh, that antagonistic relationship between the two of them? Actually, they had one fight the first one and then they really never talked again 
They just stayed out of each other's way. Look, Sonny knew this was my father, so he would never ban him, never hurt him, never talk about it, just let it go, you know, wouldn't bring it up. And you, how did you sneak into that bar all the time? I mean, I and we're not without being known for so long by your parents. I mean, how did you, without your father getting catching on to you about getting into the bar and working with them for so long? Before? Well, my father was my father was working all day. My mom was home. But you know, when you go out at back then, it was different, John. Back then, you would leave uh, in the neighborhood. There was thirty guys on a corner. You go outside at nine o'clock. You know, come home after school, and you know, mom called you at six, seven o'clock for have dinner. So. It's not like, you know, it was different back then. Nobody stayed on top of you, you know? Mm. They would say, don't go in there. Yeah, okay, don't go in there. I would go in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I go in there. Come on. So do you do you know what the three fingers thing that Sonny did that you, 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 do you know what that actually meant? Did that have significance? No, no, that's just the way he talked with his hands like that. He, A lot of guys talk like that with their hands. Were those actual characters? Was the guy Mush actual? Was there a real guy, a Mush, and a coffee cake? Mush? Guy? Oh, that, let me tell you something. That was Eddie Mush in the movie. Oh, it was? <laughs> yes. We couldn't find anybody to play him. So Bob said, let's go find the real guy. And I said, you sure? I see. I, he said, yeah. We drove up to the Bronx and... Uh, I found Eddie Mush by the bookmaker, and we talked, and uh, it was so funny, man. I mean, <clears throat> classic story, because Bob said to him, listen, I want you to come to, uh, you know, Monday to come to my office. You know, we're casting, and Chaz and I want you to read some lines. So he said, Monday. He said, what time? So he, Bob says, 12 o'clock. So he goes, hmm, 12 o'clock. He goes, can I come at 3? <laughs> Do you, do you imagine that Bob De Niro asked you to come? And you told the guy, can I come at three? And Bob just smiles at me, looks at me, and goes, yeah, yeah, all right, we'll, we'll, we can change it at three. He goes, but I'm just curious, why, why can't you make it at 12? He says, I got to make the Daily Double at Aqueduct Raceway. Bob, you know, I can't miss that. You imagine that? Did he spend whatever he earned on the movie and, and gambling oh, and lose God, it? Yeah. Of course, he gambled all the time, man. <laughs> Gamble. Eddie Mush was a, you know, he's a legend. He, he. Let me tell you something about him, John. The, the bookmakers would stop taking his bet. No more. They were in the neighborhood. They wouldn't take his bet. Now you would say, why is that? He always mush, right? Well, the reason why they stopped taking his bet was everybody in the neighborhood were waiting to see who he bet, and then they bet the opposite. <laughs> so the fucking bookmakers were losing money. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know. Too funny. Yeah, it's it's great stories, and when I do it, it's really great because I mean I'm the guy, I am the guy, I right, am right. Joe. So when I do Sonny and my father and the young boy and the older boy, and it, it's it me, it's look, people stand up and cheer at the end, people cry, you hear them crying in the audience. Wow, you know, you yeah. hear them, you know, and it's it's I was uh, look, I was in the on the I was on Broadway with the one man show. Uh, it was a hit on Broadway. Then I went to Vegas. They said, ah, don't go to Vegas. Because I, I did the, the show all over the United States. They said, but don't go to Vegas. Vegas will never stand for theater. It's all tits and ass for comedy. I said, I'm, I'm going to Vegas. I went to Vegas. I was voted number one show of the year wow. on the Las Vegas Strip. Cool. So it's really, you know, and I, I hope you tell in your article, you tell the audience this, you know. Uh, if you've seen the movie and you've seen the movie, uh, you got to see the one man show. You got to. It's just amazing that the observations you had 
of your life around you at that time. It's just that most I, I think I find it hard. I, I would find it hard for people these days to even understand the 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 specific observations of life that you had because most people, especially these days, like the whole thing with the phone, it's just yeah. people are just so unaware of their surroundings these days. But you you got your observations with the three fingers and you know yeah. the details that you found in your observations. Most people wouldn't even know that now. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of it was I, I, I observed, a lot of it was I remembered, and a lot of it I remembered when, when I got older. I said, oh, yeah, that's right. I remember you used to have these three fingers. Oh, I remember this about Eddie Mush and, and Tony Toupee and, and Jimmy Whispers. You know, Jimmy Whispers always whispering to people. Mm. You know, so you just, you know what? I wasn't, I wasn't a great student in high school. I was a better student in college. But one thing I always did have, I had a photographic memory. For, if something happened, I would remember it. I just, it stayed in my fucking head. Well, it paid That's off why, for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? I just, I just remember things, man. Well, the one thing it, that I, I remembered specifically out of this is the door test, the car door test. Because yeah. the funny thing is, that is something that was, I noticed when I grew up that I thought yeah. of when... I would go on dates. That's the same thing I thought of. That if there the girl go. unlocked the car door for you, right, it, it got it. Because I would sit there, and some days I would go out with somebody, and I'd like unlock their door to get in, and I'd go to my door, and they'd be sitting there staring forward and with their hands in their lap, and my door exactly would be locked. <laughs> you know, people. A lot of people think that I came up with that, but I didn't. I I always say no, no. That was something that was like folklore in the neighborhood at the time. We all thought of it. I said, I'm just the first one to put it in a movie. That's all. Well, I just thought it was funny the first time I saw it. I, I saw yeah. that in the movie. I was like, I do that. <laughs> exactly. That's why. That's why that's such a big hit in, in the play when you hear the people applauding. When I walk down the street, people go, "Hey, Chaz, my wife passed the test." You know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> They're always doing that. You know. What now? Funny. Where in the Bronx was this? What part of the Bronx? One eighty seventh in Belmont. Alter Avenue and Belmont section. Okay. Of the Bronx. I uh, I had a friend who lived in the Bronx, in the Bronx near St. Teresa and uh, Bure Avenue. Yeah, uh, I know what it is. Yeah. yeah, my dog. I actually had a dog that came from the Bronx. <laughs> she was. She had an attitude. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. I bet. No, the Bronx is tough. Even the pigeons are tough in the Bronx. <laughs> I'm, I, I say that. You try to run over a pigeon in the Bronx. You can't. You can't. <laughs> They laugh at you. You know, they stand there. It's just crazy. And the one thing I knew about the Bronx from going to visit her all the time was the parking spaces were tough. Oh, my gosh. If you took, a, park, you took a parking space or you parked in front of somebody's driveway, there would be, oh, there would be a shooting. My, my father, if he parked his car in front of the house, he would leave it there for a month. Yeah. He would never use it. <laughs> he said, no, no, no. I'm not giving anybody that space. I said, that, but we need the car. Never mind it. We're not doing it. <laughs> this it's parking crazy, spot was man. worth more. <laughs> yeah. Crazy, man. So yeah, I, I mean, good. I saw this thing that you and Dolph Lundgren were bouncers together. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. I He actually came in at the very end when I left. I left probably, uh, I, le I think I left in 1984. I was there from 82 to 84. And Dolph came in just when I was leaving. But yeah, we were together for a little bit, yes. Cool. Did you ever work, uh, act in a movie together? No. Oh, okay. No, never. I just think never. that would have been funny, maybe doing something 
you know, yeah, take I off never on thought that. About that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, that would be funny. The two movies yeah. that I liked, if my two of the movies that I remember you in is uh, particularly Jade. That was one of my favorite movies of yours. Jade? How about yeah. The Usual Suspects? That one? Yeah, I, I remember The Usual Suspects, but Jade is, that's the movie that I really remember you from for some reason. Oh, okay. I like that movie. That's yeah, a, that's yeah, an interesting movie. How was it with yeah. Linda Fiorentino in that movie? Oh, she was great. I love her. I haven't seen I, her in much lately. Nah, she's... I don't know with her. She just, uh, you know, she gets... She goes, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. And then you were with uh, Diabol Diabolique with Sharon Stone. Yeah, D Diabolique with Sharon Stone. Yeah. 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 And Isabel Johnny. Yeah. 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 You've been in a lot of yeah. great movies. That's you've had... I have. I've, I've been very fortunate. I've been in a lot of great movies. Yeah, you've had quite the career and, and, and really done some good stuff so oh thank you well i don't I want to keep you much longer but just uh well it's okay you don't mind? thank you and, and no 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 so this this is a this is a podcast that people will hear yes yes oh that's fantastic great yes. well you know i hope I, they come out there and i hope they uh come and see it because like i said if you love the movie if you love the musical you will love the one man show the best uh, i mean you will because like i said people stand up and cheer it's uh what can I say? It was voted best show of the year, and the show that came in second was Le Cirque. So I beat out 110 people, one person. So. <laughs> so you have a podcast I see on your website. Yes, I do have a podcast. Uh, thank you for reminding me. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the Chaz Palmentary podcast, uh, Chaz Palmentary show. They can go on. Uh, you know, if people want to come and see my show anywhere or buy merchandise, I have I have this, I have a great line of merchandise. I have hoodies. These beautiful hoodies with Now You Can't Leave and Bronx Tale in the back and I Passed the Door Test and one of the great <laughs> ones. Oh, I have some great, great merchandise. They can go to net. You know, if you come to New York, I own two of the hottest Italian restaurants in New York. Chaz Palmentary's on 30 West 46th Street in Manhattan and uh, 264 uh, Main Street in White Plains. So, uh, I appreciate it. Thank you for giving me, you know, let me plug oh, no my stuff. I mean, people, yeah. that's what people want to know. They want to know about you, and they, besides, yeah. you know, they like to know the person behind the shows. It's you know. Yeah, well, everything about me, John, if they go to chazpalmentary.net, they'll see everything there, schedule. Uh, I even do one-on-ones with people, uh, you know, because of uh, COVID I've been doing, because I used to do a master classes. I'm still doing one uh, in New York. I do it twice a year. But because of COVID, the past two years, I was doing one-on-ones if people want to do that. So, but everything's on my website. If they go there, you know, they'll see it all. All right. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me, and hopefully I will get out to your show because I, I hope to you see it. Yeah, my, my girlfriend likes it. She told me she was disappointed last night that I watched the film without her. <laughs> Uh, no, it's great. You watch the film. You're gonna you're gonna see it backwards. Like so, uh, some people saw the, sh the play first, then the movie. You're gonna see the movie, then the play. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's, listen, come backstage and say hi if you get a chance. All right, I will. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right, you got it. John. Have a good Thank day. Okie dokie. Thanks to Chaz for being part of this episode of the Roots Report podcast. Remember, Palminteri will be starring in his one-man show, A Bronx Tale, at the Stadium Theater in Woonsocket on March 12th. The stadium is a beautiful venue and is just 15 minutes from Providence. There's plenty of easy parking around the theater. Go to stadiumtheater.com. That's theater, T-H-E-A-T-R-E. 
for more information. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. This has been the Roots Report Podcast, presented by Motif Magazine, sponsored by The Parlor, R1 Entertainment, and the Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden. Thank you for listening.